0: This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. With pedals like the Snow Day Delay, the Pep Rally Fuzz, the Trash Panda, and my personal favorite, the Science Fair, which is two classic dirt pedals in one, with a mid-boosted overdrive on one side, a black lab rat circuit on the other, and a blend knob to blend between them to find the perfect classic stacked dirt sound you're looking for, it's hard not to find something you'll love. Mark builds all of his pedals by hand in Syracuse, New York, where he also works as a full-time educator. In addition to the super fun graphics on their pedals, Mark also offers custom artwork. Want your dog's face on a pedal? He can do it. Want your face on a pedal? He can make that happen too. Go over to SummerschoolElectronics.com and make sure to tell them that 40 Watt Podcast sent you. Forty Waters, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another episode. Yes, I know there's been a couple of weeks that have gone by without an episode. You know, life happens, y'all. That's the way this this goes. Uh, I don't do this for a living. Uh, I wish I did. Uh, so if you want to help me do this for a living, you heard the whole thing about Patreon. You can go over to patreon.com slash 40 watt podcast and you can become a supporter of the show. The whole nine yards, $3 a month, gets you uh, ad free episodes five dollars a month get you ad free episodes and extra content and then anything beyond that um we'll figure things out if you want to get the highest level we'll do lessons i'll teach you guitar or bass or keys or music theory or we'll just talk about life and the universe and everything it'll be great fantastic anyway go over there check that out that's not what i'm doing here thank you all for being patient as I uh, life happens and i get real busy um and episodes don't come out quite as often as I want them to but today I'm super pumped so I've got Pete and Riley from Gecko Pedals um going to talk about the Gecko Plex EP5 we're going to talk about the ambition of your first pedal being the most complicated possible delay pedal you could put on the market <laughs> um I look I I am a tape I am a tape delay junkie so there's a lot to unpack here so Riley, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having, Thanks for having us.
0: us. Yeah, no, I'm glad to have y'all. So, uh, Riley and I have been talking on Instagram back and forth a little bit. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie when when the Gecko Plex was released, it was immediately on my radar. So, you know, that's just how I am with tape delay. I will. I'll talk more about how I got into tape delay, but first, I want to hear, um, what possessed, like. Riley and I talked on the phone to getting ready for this episode. We had a conversation and talked about the fact that, you know, most people, they start out with a three knob overdrive. Like that's how they get into pe- making pedals. Like, oh, here's a fuzz pedal, seven components. How would you get into music? How'd you get into guitar? How'd you get into making pedals?
2: Oh, wow. Uh, how far back do you want me to go? Well, um... you know, at birth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So, uh, probably it really started, uh, between about eight and 12 years old when, Mm -hmm. uh, my dad used to get mad at me for tearing everything in the house apart just (laughs) to see how it worked. Uh, and you know, after I did that and permanently ruined enough stuff, he just started picking up radios and things at garage sales or pawn shops and just here next time you feel like destroying something like take these apart. Um, Oh, that's cool. So Yeah, (laughs) so I I got pretty familiar with electronic components and things like that at a pretty young age. Um, Yeah, fast forward through the awkward, you know, pubescent uh, high school ages, and I moved to Denver in, I want to say, what was it, 2006? 2006? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, Which is where I met Pete. Yeah. Musically, I I wasn't born a musician. Uh, I got into it in, you know, late teens, early 20s, probably. Um, I can relate. And yeah, so I didn't even take it very seriously until I moved to Denver and met Pete. And Pete had sort of a basement jam session going on like every Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, that's really where everything started
0: gotcha. That's cool. Uh yeah, I started guitar late in life. I started my senior year of high school. Um, so actually the latter half of my senior year of high school. So I can I can relate to the late start. I also took things apart, but I didn't learn to put them back together again. That's the problem.
2: <laughs> that that was always the hard part. I got better <laughs> at that side of things. Sounds like my uh, experimentation
1: when I was young. You know, get it yeah. apart, but yeah, yeah, never get part. it back together, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. How that, it was, works, that was that you know, was
0: Well, I think I just took it apart to look at the parts. I never really figured out how anything worked. And to this day, that's like, um, I fixed, fixed a few amps, uh, and, and pedals over the years. Um, but it's very much, uh, if I can go in and I can see the obvious problem, I can probably replace a part without having to know how this works. Right. But yeah, once I start having to actually diagnose, I, I own a multimeter. I'm, I'm not great with it, but, uh, so you you start playing music um you start getting around how does that lead to you know making pedals making we're we're going to get to the the gecko Plex too because i i've had i've been playing this for a couple of days and it's this is a wild experience uh this this thing is it does a whole lot um so how did that lead into making or at least conceptualizing a, a tape delay
2: all right. Well, uh, so when Pete and I were in a band together back in Denver, he had an Echoplex. And I always just thought it was the coolest thing. Um, it made noises that I had never heard before. And I just loved it. It was like this electromechanical, just monstrosity that, you know, it was just a kind of a captivating piece of gear. Uh, That's kind of why I thought it would be nice to have Pete here, uh, because if he hadn't had that, uh, it never would have happened, really.
0: Yeah, so Uh, Pete, was that an EP2 or a 3? I'm always curious. Oh, really? I was going to say, or the elusive one, but no, it's not none of those things.
1: No. no. Uh, So I originally bought an EP3 in, I want to say 2000. Okay and um i saw an ep4 this is back in the early days of ebay and stuff oh yeah yeah um and i was like i want one with the light bar on it because the ep3 has got to stick the screwdriver in to set the gain level gotcha and i was like okay. okay this one's got a well, i've got it right here it's got like a a lot more options to it. You know, you could set the game with a knob on top It had a light meter to see when you're clipping or not. I was like, oh, I want that. So I bought both of them pretty quick. But by, back then, they were uh, not as far more affordable, like, you know, I'll yeah. say, you know, than they are now. But, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, that, so that was I true up until up, not that long ago. Uh, right. You know, and uh, I wound up uh, trading the um, EP3 for a lap still. Long time ago, and uh, of course, everybody wants the EP three, right? Because you know right. it's got the the magical uh, preamp, and Riley can explain some of that stuff, you know. But uh, but the EV four, I love, and it's it's mine. It's the one I've always kept, and it's uh, the one that Riley really dug into for research on the geckoplex and uh yeah, we used it all through nefarious wayfarers and uh i've had it all these years it's a great piece of equipment uh but it definitely has its i don't know it's uh it's issues as well you know it's a, it's it's inconveniences yeah to say the least yeah, but uh i have i have a yeah i have, a, you know. yeah, Anyways, I have
0: so. a i have a full tone uh tube tape echo which is an e p two style with yeah, I love to modification out
1: with those. Um, and then he came out with the solid state, yes, well, which I was really uh fascinated with. Um, and the old Echo have you know the slider on top, they would have that kind of mm-hmm. stick that would stick up the, the three and the four, but the early ones just kind of had that little arrow you would slide, you know, on the front, really? it seemed like. And uh, uh is his name Mike? Oh, yeah. Is it Mike? Yeah,
0: Mike. That, right? Yeah, Mike Grand Fuller.
1: Zone, I think Mike yep. Fuller. And uh, yeah, Riley was saying that he's closing down. I don't know if that's true or not. but
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so apparently he's at, at least the way it's worded uh, without getting way into the weeds on it because he's put out a couple of things. But he's at least shutting down the day to day, like full blown production in California. He's mm-hmm. apparently moving to Tennessee. He says he's still going to make a few things. So I suspect there'll still be a few like, yeah, probably like custom, a custom shop style shop thing. things sure right
1: was he going to nashville it seems like a lot of california guys are heading for nashville yeah
0: that's what he said he's he's moving to nashville says he's already bought a place and you know when i bought the full tone so you know i don't gig nearly now like i used to right there was there was the day you know when i was playing three four five times a week um most of them little blues gigs that didn't pay a ton of money but uh Mm -hmm. you know i was making a very bad living with a guitar in my hand, and I loved it. I was twenty something, and I it True. was the it was the dream, right? Whether and I was on tour right. or just exactly just playing in bars, I didn't care. Um, I always wanted uh, an actual tape delay ever since I saw uh, the Black Crows playing with them, and they were playing with the okay. full tone unit too. And so, right. sure. uh, of course, now that I'm not gigging, I have a stable job and can afford to buy one. So I bought one. <laughs> you know how that works. Mm-hmm. You, you never have it when you want it and can use it a ton, but I bought it because it's the modern production. I'm going to put it in air quotes, but, and I, it would be easier to service and easier to get parts for, I heard and he there's a part of me that's like a
1: tank too.
0: Yeah, he did. It's overbuilt compared to, engineered
1: and just took all, all the problems out of them, essentially, you know?
0: I'll say some sure. of the problems. He, he took okay. a lot of the problems out of
1: them. Sure, uh, right. But yeah,
0: right. yeah. my worry. It, but now, you know, with, with him sort of closing down things, it's like, oh, great. Now this gets to be like the Echoplex. And it's hard to find parts <laughs> for and hard to well, service. Well, tape alone and,
1: nowadays is getting tough to find, you know. Uh, it seems yeah,
0: lovely. I found a place in Chicago that I'm so remiss to even mention. But I was I was in Chicago for uh, a couple of weeks back. My wife and I took a vacation. We went to see Ariel Posen at uh, Shuba's in Chicago there's a shop called Rock and Roll Vintage it is my new favorite music store bar none in the US of any of I've ever been to walk in and it looked like some like Porter's garage like a really big garage Mm -hmm. but like once you let your brain like once you conceptualize the amount of stuff in the store you start to realize Oh shit, that's two like OG JCM eight hundred. Oh, he's got four Hammond B3s in that shop. Oh, God. that's a that's a <laughs> that's a high watt, you know, whatever the model is that you know, the one everybody wants. Oh, right. that's a profit synthesizer. It's like once your brain has a second to see
1: everything,
0: he had everything, like multiple tape delays. I was like, this shop's and it's ridiculous. all just stacked
1: on top of one yeah, another. Yeah, it, all it, just
0: stacked it, it, on top randomly. of each other. That's it.
1: It was beautiful. Best shops, you know.
0: Yeah. So walking through there, though, you walk over to their um, to their counter, and they've got a shelf full of tape from everything from like half inch to eighth inch tape. I was like, I know where I know where to find tape now because that these guys are hunting it down. Now I've got a I've got a huge spool of uh, Memorex tape that I got when I bought my my tape unit, so that I have some to re spool.
1: Do you, wind, so I've got, do you wind your own uh, cartridges?
0: I have learned how to do it out of necessity because yeah, when yeah. one messes up, you better learn how to wind it. And so yeah. I was actually telling Riley what I've not had to do yet is completely retape one of the cartridges. I've had to respool mm-hmm. it. That's fine. I've not had to re-tape it. So I'm like the day I have to actually splice it, I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> this is going to be real sure. bad."
1: Sure. Right. You know, nothing Nothing sounds like it, though. Like, like nothing. And I think Riley's pedal has by far come the close in a, you know, pedal board friendly pedal. And actually does what I consider the Plex does. Yeah. Uh, I know that there's several other manufacturers out there that are, like, oh, it, you know, it feeds back onto itself and this stuff. But, you know, I would feed it back and then hit the slider just slightly, and it would just give this beautiful spacey you know thing you know uh yeah and you know i remember telling riley i don't i don't see how you're gonna do that with ones and zeros you know like i don't (laughs) see how that's possible and you know of course he's like you know he's the mad scientist so he's always up for the challenge and and i think he uh knocked it out of the park i really do Uh, i'm fortunate uh to have one of the uh Echoplexes, and uh got to play around with it. And for somebody that's pretty familiar with original Echoplexes, um uh, it's the closest thing I've ever I've ever seen. We'll be right back.
0: This podcast is supported in part by string joy strings. I'm a snob, at least that's what people tell me. I'm never okay with good enough, and that's where Stringjoy strings come in. They're better than good enough. They're the best. Stringjoy are making some of the finest strings available today right up the road from me in Nashville, Tennessee. They offer custom sets, balanced tension, coated strings, the works. If you need it, they can probably make it happen. You should be using StringJoy Strings, and if you're going to order from them, you really could help this podcast out by clicking the affiliate link down in the description or show notes below. You get amazing strings. I get a little bit of that back to help the show keep going. It's a win-win situation. Get your StringJoy Strings today. So, Riley, talk about that for just a second, because we talked about this on the phone. Um, I personally think you're a masochist for deciding that this was still going to be the first pedal you make? Uh.
2: I, I didn't know that it was going to be as, as crazy and involved as it kind of became. Um, there's easier pedals to build. Um, oh, but yeah. the only, the, the first and only really idea that I had for a pedal, I always kind of knew what it was going to be. It was just, how do I get there? And, uh, you know, it took close to 15 years uh, from right. the idea that we had one day to, you know, actually having it in front of me because um, I was working a day job all those years. And so it was just sort of like this project up on a shelf that did a lot more collecting dust than actually getting worked on because um, it was all just an hour here, an hour there when I was in the mood to work on it. Um, and I didn't actually have full time, eight hours a day to hammer it out and get it going until just a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm assuming by a couple of years ago, you
2: mean about the time COVID shut us all down and we had nothing else to do. It it was that, uh, I was working a tech job during COVID (laughs) and I was really just kind of unhappy, uh, at that job. Just sort of, we got, we got, uh, purchased by a much larger company that basically sucked the fun out of, uh, everything Uh, that we had when it was a small kind of personal company. Yeah. Um, and you know, but nobody quits their job during COVID, uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) the, the great resignation we called it, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: so, um, and, and so listeners, for those of you that have not checked this pedal out, Seriously, go check it out. Um, I'm hoping to have some videos out sometime soon talking about it, too, because it's uh, I actually so with the day it came in, I did an Instagram live and like was like plugging it in and playing it first sounds first things I was doing. And I, I had a couple of my my regular Patreon supporters and some of my regular Instagram folks who are live streaming and watching it. And literally, I think a couple of them plan to order it just because of the moving fader. I showed them, you know. I started hitting the tap tempo switch, and it started moving around. They're like sold, done. I was like, you haven't heard it yet. I haven't even played, <laughs> but it's it's one of those things that like it's a aesthetically it draws you in because it, it's so reminiscent, obviously, of the original Echo Plex. But the some of the nuance that you capture is really hard to do. Incredibly. The the you called it the warp knob. Some people call it a few other things in their tape delays. Uh, yours feels like it does like a combination of like tape age and like some other like the mechanical idiosyncrasies of of tape delay. Um, that's an incredibly difficult thing to do.
2: Um, yeah. So there's I, there's a lot of things going on with that knob, and I wanted it to be able to do all of those things. Um, So it's basically just a range, you know, it, it acts very differently at, at say three different positions on that knob. Um, if you turn it all the way down, it's basically almost just kind of digital. It repeats and just comes back, uh, sounding just like it went in and continues that way basically indefinitely. And and for me, for me on
0: that setting, by the way, for for that setting, I'm like I may as well have a DD3 at that point. Like I want, yeah. I start turning it immediately. Like no, I need. This is the reason I want this sound. It's Fair. good that it's it can do it.
1: Experience, you know, exactly I mean, a, a huge part of that, you know. The, uh, but I like the to give people the
2: option, at least, uh, yeah, of having. Yeah, a absolutely, sound. right, you know.
1: You know, because there I, I are was, places of music for the DD3. You know, you might as well have them all in one box. Why not? You know, that's yeah. Tape. Inspired. I was.
0: I was a little disappointed uh, when I plugged it in and started playing that. There's not a speaker built into it to give me the tape hiss of the motors running, so I didn't get the full experience. <laughs> Because that's the I other thing about tape delays.
1: It, really? Like, oh, some people are gonna be like, "Well, where's the hiss?" You know, right? <laughs> yeah, well, hiss and, you know, <laughs> oh, it's not it. Right? got the hear a bunch of hiss and then pop.
2: Why, and then didn't, why didn't you try to exactly duplicate the preamp? And I'm like, just because there's, you can do better. <laughs> like these were very noisy machines. Yeah, and that's you know how cool. guitarists
1: <laughs> and musicians could be like, "Oh, it's whatever." It's like you know, why don't you give it a whirl? It's lovely. You know, I mean. So it doesn't have to I be mean, exactly. I've, I've exactly had
2: people I've had people get you know almost like what seemed like upset that I chose not to try to mimic the preamp. Uh, I'm not going to buy it if it doesn't have the preamp. And I'm like, have you heard mine? <laughs>
0: right. And it's like, which preamp do you mean? The EP2? Do you mean the EP3?
2: What? EP4? Which preamp
0: do you do you mean the Roland Space Echo, which has a totally different preamp? I did like right. the fact you know, that. Right. You you added the gain knob. There is, a pre, there is a preamp in there, and you can tailor it. I also love the fact that you have the option when you switch the pedal off, you can have it turn that off and be completely bypassed, or you can have it where that stays engaged, that that gain function and that preamp is still engaged, which is part of it that I love, but I'm not married to any particular preamp. I just want a little something. That's the thing mm-hmm. I love about the, the tape echo I have. Um, it gives a little something extra because I I find that as I'm getting older, getting boomerish, I, I play with less and less pedals. And so it's like now I'm down to like, I just want to I just want to gig with my I, I say less pedals. Y'all listeners don't pretend that that means less stuff because I was telling Riley, like I play with a super inconvenient rig. Now I literally drag a 212 and a head, a rotating speaker cabinet. I have a Leslie model 16, a tape echo and a couple of drive pedals. And I'm like, it's not less stuff. It's just fewer pedals. But I, I, that's one of the things I like is that preamp is in there and it's pushing the amp a little bit. And the pedal does the same thing. It's really, really cool in
1: that regard. You know, there's a reason that old big stuff sounded so good, man. You know what I mean? For that's why you haul it around still. It's like, nothing sounds that good. Everything's getting tiny and small and that's great. I see the convenience of it, but nothing sounds like the real deal. A lot of times, yeah. you know? Um, so when somebody does come up with something that comes pretty darn close to it, you know, uh, it's really nice. So, but anyways, I see why you still drag that stuff around with you, you know? Yeah. Cause it sounds fantastic. You know, the tone is yeah. nothing compares, you know? Right. But
2: make sure to join yeah, Phillips, 30, right? Patreon, uh, just so he can start affording a roadie to haul his yeah. stuff around. <laughs> right.
0: Actually, the chiropractor bill is more expensive. <laughs> <Right>. uh,
2: <That's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: I need a roadie because I'm not making any money playing these gigs. That's for sure. I'm playing See, what blues cover gigs. Fans
1: to be like, hey, you want to help me out? You know, they're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. You know,
0: I, I need I need fans. For, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, I <laughs> I it's sort of like I well, it's like for a long time, and still, I mean, I named this podcast after. My like, till I die amplifier, uh, super reverb is my favorite mm-hmm. amp of all time. I don't let anyone help me carry that for a reason. I don't need to be liable for your doctor bills. It, it's it's the worst amp to carry. Yeah, is I am
1: um, uh, blackface or what? what it's what it's, a, it's a you
0: seventy talking? that I've had I've had converted to AB seven six three circuit. Um, mm-hmm. I bought it. I bought it. I don't know seventeen years ago, and I played with it got, it's my favorite amp. In fact, I was telling a friend of mine, actually telling Kyle, one of our one of my Patreon supporters, I was telling him, this is how I know that it's my, like, lifer amp, that it's tied to me forever. I don't count it when I count how number, how many amps I have. Like, I don't, I I realized, I did it subconsciously, I didn't count it. I was like, I have too many amps, I have XYZ number of amps, and I was like, oh no, I have another one. I didn't even think to count because that one never well, goes anywhere. It? It's that's not the one run. that
1: will never be sold, right? You know, that's so, it. Don't even that's count it. that one.
0: Yeah. So, Riley, correct me if I'm wrong. You're a drummer, aren't you? I I am. Yes. Yeah. Your your primary instrument is drums. So, not. I mean, you you obviously play some guitar. You probably play a bunch of stuff like a bunch of musicians do, but.
2: I play guitar at uh, like a kindergarten level. Uh, um, I mean, <laughs> enough to test pedals out and things like that. But I'm it's like I'm a modern, modern d- day Jim Marshall, right? You know, like, <laughs> I, I'm probably one of the few of the drummers, drummers that amps, You know, <laughs> I'm probably one of the few drummers that does play through pedals, though. Uh, yeah, no, that's like true. You, yeah. you know,
1: and uh, I think that there's definitely a place for that. Yeah. Wait, you play drums um, through pedals uh, with modern music, man. And a lot of these youngsters and you know, uh, experimental people are, are playing through you know, pedals, things you would not ever guess, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that, that friend of yours who's a harp player, forgive me, I forgot her name, but she's amazing. Oh, you know, amazing. I know it's a stringed instrument, but you know, she does all this amazing stuff through pedals. Oh, Emily, like Emily you, Hopkins. You never, you never, yeah, yeah, Emily is Hopkins, what the, yeah, yeah, the heart it, player. Yeah. And, uh, she's, she's fantastic, you know? And you're just like... But there's other examples, too. You know, of course, keyboard is, you know, been playing through for years. and You know, talking about tape echo stuff, like Benson Echo Rex, and, you know, and, uh, of course, the Rollins and all of yeah. that stuff. Um,
0: there's but, a part of me uh, that really, really wanted a Benson Echo Wreck at one point. And then I looked up how much one costs. And oh, like I was six like, grand now. ah, dumb. It's so dumb. I was like, nope. Volante's fine. Yeah, but
1: if you, if you want that sound, if you want that Pink Floyd sound, nothing sounds like it. You know what I mean? It's the same it thing. Was that right? Right. You don't have to replace you have to the drum. Right. It. Yeah. It's a drum. Well,
0: my thing is, and, and this is blasphemous and I'm going to lose listeners. I'm not a major Floyd fan. Like, I, I like. Be. I mean,
1: it's your taste, yeah. right? You know. I
0: yeah, mean, I like and respect them, but like for me, you know, and I think that's why I gravitate to the Echo Plex. Is for me, it's Zeppelin. For me, it's Jimmy exactly Page. Exactly right with
1: Jimmy Page. Right, you know. Um, yeah, and Jeff Beck, and I, I think and Jeff and Beck was
0: stuff. a. I think Jeff Beck was an Echo Plex. I'm sure you know.
1: I've heard Hendrix used one. Dwayne Allman, Um, Several other people. The guy that actually turned me on to is a guy named Ted Fry uh, from from here in Indiana. Oh wow! Um, and came from a band called Strawberry Larry, and uh, one of my absolute favorite guitarists ever. And uh, you could look up that band on YouTube and and see some of Ted. Unfortunately, he wasn't playing through an Echo and, and that, but um, just. I'd never heard anything like that in my life, you know, and he's got this box up on top. He played through a twin uh, revert and uh, had this box up there. And I'm like, what is this thing? And it's got cables coming out of it. And I don't know. And I'd gone to see that band for years and become friends with them and stuff. And uh, come to find out it was a, a maestro echoplex. And this is back in the nineties, you know? And one day I was like, I want one of those. And that's, that's when I, kind of looked it up and uh, and finally got one myself and uh, anyways that's where mine started of course I knew you know because you can see it in uh, song remains the same the movie and stuff yeah. you know on top of uh, uh, Jimmy Zamps with when he's playing them with the theremin and all that crap and you know doing this stuff and and he's got the echo plate I think he used two or three of them yeah and, he did some uh, crazy
0: things I tell yeah. people all the time that I use it like a gl- I use it like a glorified reverb like Mm -hmm. this. And that's the worst part. I think that's the worst part about the way I use it is like, I've got this tube mechanical tape monstrosity sitting on top of my amp so that I can kick it on and just really be more like more reverb.
1: (laughs) It expands your sound, right? A little bit. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you can set those things like that. You set your sound the way you want. You don't always have to play like somebody else. You you do your own thing and you're like, Hey, I want some more expansion in my leads or something or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? That's usually when I use it. You want. They still sound great though. You know what I mean? And uh,
0: yeah, like my opinion, Riley, we were man. Riley, we were texting the other night and um I was telling you that I was trying to figure out like how to use the shift knob because I was like running through its gamut and it was like man when you go to the extremes it gets wacky but i was like but then you were like yeah. no no no, go subtle with it and i was like oh okay so i did and now like just left or right or center of center not by much but just by a little it adds that little bit of extra i don't know it it's almost like it's oh you want imperfect here's the imperfect knob like you want but you want to perfect... sync
2: with your notes too. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it, so it, the reason that right. shift knob Sorry, I think we we're talking about No, no, I just
0: say it feels right though. With just a little bit.
2: Mhm. So it's, yeah, it's pretty much Pete's fault that the uh, the shift <laughs> knob exists in in the first place. So uh I mean, he used to do this thing where he'd just go up to the Echo Plex like in live performance uh that's sitting on top of his amp and he'd just play a note and then just start wiggling the delay slider on it and he just got these crazy just warped twisted sounds out of it and i was like what if you could do that hands-free and just it would detect when you play a note and then just wiggle that thing um and that was sort of the idea behind that and as far as i know i'm the only one that's done anything like that so far yeah, I, I and I like
0: to believe I'm pretty versed in the tape, the tape style delays that are out there, um, because I it, I came to delay late. First of all, I was I was a hardcore. Look, I was I was the typical guy getting into. I'm from Clarksdale. I got into blues music. Um, then I got into, of course, Stevie Ray Vaughan. So I was like really into like tube screamer and wah pedal and. Fuzz has been a, like a recent revelation to me, so we won't even talk about that. But, um, and I tremolo, I loved tremolo uh, or sure. Leo Leo Fender vibrato because he just didn't know because he's a mechanical engineer. Um, but so I got into the delay late, and the delay that broke it for me that I suddenly understand because I had just like every other guy who learned guitar in the late 90s, early 2000s, I burned through dd3s and dd5s trying to understand first delay, delay is, uh, dd3 yeah.
1: Man, i love that pedal
0: oh it's i do now cool. i i Still think is. it I, but i didn't get it didn't get it didn't get it until strymon released the el Capistan, yeah. and i heard it and i it was a youtube video i heard it for the first time and yeah. i immediately squirreled away the money to get it working like you know gigs whatever i could it was the most expensive pedal I'd ever bought at the time. I think it was like three hundred and nineteen bucks or something. or something like that. Yeah. And but I loved that pedal, and that started heard great
1: things about that, that 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 pedal. You know, um, that it comes really close to a, a tape. I've never owned any Strymon, but I've had several that are like it's, you know, uh, close to a Echoplex or whatever. You know, you know. There's tons. It of does. Manufacturing. It, you know what I mean yeah it definitely does uh, a
0: thing and I've had the Volante and I've got the timeline still because I do some I do not as much now but I do like show choirs and musicals and gigs like that mm -hmm. so I have to have like a bunch of different delays so the timeline does that but tape has always been the thing and I've always tried to go back to that so hearing the geckoplex next to like my tape delay it's like I haven't tried them like a B yet. That's going to be my next sure. thing. I'm going to, I'm going to get the, cause I have to drag it out and I have to get a setup where I can easily swap back and forth between them. And I'm going to do that yep. and, and hear them back and forth. Cause I'm really curious what I want to know. I don't expect it to be the same. I want, can I get my sound on the, on my, my tube tape echo and can the gecko plex get me there or close, close by it. And I, I the more and more I play with it, the more I actually think it can because it's got a. What we haven't mentioned is oh oh it does tape delay great it does a lot of shit it does lots of things that we haven't even talked about like there's an expression it does knob way there's more midi than, uh, an
1: original echoplex does yeah <laughs> that's there's <for> sure.
0: there's <laughs> presets like I can't wait I haven't done it yet but I'm because I haven't had a lot of time but I think on Sunday uh actually the day this episode comes out I'm gonna plug in an expression pedal. And I'm just going to put it on the de- set it to the delay setting. And I am just going to go insane trying to make it sound as wild and wacky and weird as absolutely humanly possible. Because It's a lot of fun, you, you know,
1: and using that expression pedal as a guitarist, it's, 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 you can do a lot with that, you know, because like you said, you own the full tone there, you know, and yeah. you kind of, you know, but with the expression pedal, you've, I don't know. It's almost easier to control a lot of times. It takes a while to get it, to get it nailed, you know, but, but you spent the time to commit to finding the right sound for it. And it, it's great. I really love the expression pedal for, for what I use it for. Yeah. Um,
0: but anyways. No, I, 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 I love it. I, I think there's so many great features that have gone into it. And so, so Riley, uh, We've, I've, I've waxed poetic, and I've only had a couple of days with this thing so far. So hopefully, I have a, at least a little while longer with it to really dig in and figure out what it does. And, um, but let's talk about just the. So you spend 15 years designing this pedal, roughly. I mean, I, I get that there were lots of Not lulls constantly. in that. Yeah, exactly. There are lots <laughs> of lulls in there. That's sort of like I, I took the 10 year plan for my college degree, so I understand lulls. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, it's just what it is, right? Um. So the the big question now that I, that I have to ask, even though I, I sort of know the answer, I'm assuming the plan is other things too, right? You you plan yeah. on putting out some new stuff, doing
2: some other things? I I definitely am. Um, I'm not quite there for uh-huh. the next one. Well, actually, I, I have built a second pedal. Um, it's. It's right here. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's just a little buffer. out threw together. Yeah. Like it's a hour. buffer
0: switch. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it had to be something just that simple, but so that's awesome. I, that's what I was going to ask. Like you got, you got to follow this up because it's funny. I was, uh, you know, in learning settings and learning what I could, this thing could do. I do what a lot of us do. Now I go to YouTube and like, okay, who's already done a few demos of this. Right. And, uh, I didn't realize until somebody asked me, this thing's already on V2. This is, I have the V2 version of it. The V1 didn't have MIDI. Is that what the the biggest
2: differentiation is? That and a lot of people really wanted it to be able to be fully bypassed. Uh, those were probably gotcha. the two main things that people uh, sort of took issue with was that the preamp was always on on the V1. Uh, there was no way to switch it off. Um, that was sort of a deal breaker for a lot of people. Now it's, now it's an option, whether you yeah. want to fully bypass it or, or I thought you did a
1: bunch of uh, new stuff on the V2, you know, when you were explaining it to me
2: and yeah, there's more than that. It's also has MIDI, um, looper. fully MIDI control it. It's it has higher headroom. The noise floor is lower. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things. Uh, yeah. if on the website on the V2 page, it, there's a little list that says everything that's.
1: Um, you can adjust sort of the fun.
2: timing. I don't have a V2, oh. but uh, you can adjust the timing. Yeah, you can change. Oh, you the know, max can make it more change. like a, an original
1: Echo So whatever mm-hmm. that was, six hundred and eighty milliseconds or something, all the way up to his original two seconds or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, yeah, you you really did a bunch on V2. You know. Um,
0: yeah, it's got it's got a lot of quality of life features you'd want something like this to have and and mm-hmm. i so i so i sent a picture to uh our my the discord for this podcast by the way if you're into discord it, hang out in our discord uh there's just a bunch of us over there talking about gear pretty much all the time we're a lot of gear pushers we encourage each other to buy things a lot i apologize for your wallet um but anyway come on over there so i posted a picture and someone said that pedal's huge, and it is. It's a big pedal. Like I compared it, I put it on top of my timeline. I'm like, "Yep, it's just a touch bigger I mean, than it's the a, timeline."
1: Pretty much the exact same size, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it's really, I mean, really
0: close. And it's like, uh, yeah, it does. It does one thing, but oh my god, it does that thing. That's the that's the thing. If that because if you're like me, like in my day to day gigging, like in the music I make the music I like to gig. That's all I need. I I need this tape, this delay sound. I don't need the 400 bajillion that the timeline does in the music. I like to make that's the, you hired me to play guitar and I need to mimic a part kind of Well, so a
1: lot of people will, will have a few different delay pedals for different purposes, but when you can yeah. have them all in one, okay, you might have two or three, you know, I think two is pretty common, Yeah, you know, um, but this is one, it takes one nine volt jack. That's it, you know, out of your power brick Mm -hmm. and this thing, you can make it sound almost like bucket brigade, you know, all the way to, you know, spaceship tape stuff, you know what I mean? And it's uh, everything in between, it seems like, and especially with V2, I mean, that thing's got everything now.
0: I like the reverb on board too. The reverb's really nice. And I have to tell you, I'm going to tell you thank you because I was curious if I could and I did. I turned the volume of the repeats all the way down and I could just use the reverb without any of the repeats of the, the delay, which is, it's a nice addition. It's yep. not something like I'd go in and think, oh, that's a feature that's going to make me buy it. But I like that it's there and that it exists.
2: Yeah, it, uh, it- it you can use it as reverb only too if you want, so in addition to echoplexes, I was also a, a fan of the r e two o one and uh like I had uh, an r e twenty you know the pedal board version of still an RE-20. valid even with the new boss pedals that's still a super valid pedal it's it's a great pedal uh Pete sold me his he had one way back when when we were both in Denver, and he's like i'm I'm getting rid of this pedal uh <laughs> Does anybody want it, or otherwise, I'm putting it up on Reverb or whatever. Yeah, um, on Reverb I was yeah.
1: around back then. But yeah, it sure. might not have even been a thing. Like eBay. I'm gonna or, put it up on yeah. Craigslist. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was so glad you bought that because I always liked the pedal, but I was looking for Echo Plex in a pedal, <laughs> you know. And uh, the Roland Space Echo isn't quite that, you know. I always think of all the uh, reggae albums and stuff like that that came, but those had a reverb unit in it, spring reverb.
2: Yeah, so getting back to being a drummer, like basically the two things you want as a drummer mostly is delay and reverb, because then you can do you know reggae dub style kind of sounds and things like that. There's not there's not that many other effects that are super useful to a drummer, right. but delay and reverb are definitely um, appeal to me. And to I really wanted the pedal that I was building to have a reverb, so I could have just sort of a all in one thing for my kit and yeah uh, that's still a
1: a hall reverb correct it's it's is it a hall
2: it's kind of a hall chamber style reverb okay more or less And, and
0: i appreciate that because i this is still me saying look i know we've come so far in dsp and um we we might want to talk about that here in just a second but um we've come so far in what digital can do i still hate digital spring reverb I hate every one of them. I've yet to hear one I like. It doesn't exist. It doesn't sound like spring. But DSP does a great hall or room. Uh, Those sound fantastic to me, which is what spring was trying to sound like to begin with, if you really think about it. So it's like, I appreciate that you did not try to mimic a spring reverb because I'd probably hate
2: it. I'm not a fan of spring reverb. I had uh, an actual, real spring reverb, and I did not like the sound of it. I didn't think it sounded natural. It sounds like a bunch of rattling springs, which is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, personally I'm a, sure. a huge fan, like
1: Fender reverb. I love that sound. The I, I look, mean, the I Super like Reverb the is my favorite for a splash, reason. Flash, you know, swamp splash stuff, you know. But dial in a little. Oh gosh, I, I love that sound.
0: So that's I, just my. I name. do. Well, fender amps also can get too much way too fast and I oh, feel yes. like a I lot mean, of the it, I mean,
1: no argument there, you
0: know. Oh yeah, a lot of the digital emulations get too much way too fast and some of them sound too springy. They try too much mm-hmm. to sound mm-hmm. like springs and I'm like, "No, no, no. The good spring reverbs, the good ones, you get to forget their springs in there for the most part." Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, If they're good. I'd always heard like those big reverb tanks, like the five springs, with the long springs. If you take two of them out, it really dials that in nice. Hmm. uh, I don't know. Something I've never experimented with it personally, but I'd always heard that makes a big difference.
0: Me, me either. I'm not, I'm not a tinkerer anymore.
1: I I always did like the Holy grail though, from uh, electro harmonics, you know, had one of those for a while and I always liked it.
0: That wasn't a bad one, uh, but like I said, Fender amps have been where I came from. Super Reverbs, the amp I've had for the longest. I've never needed reverb. That's the thing for me. It's like I I usually have it in amp. I have a couple of amps right now that don't have it. And therefore, I don't play those amps as much, even though they sound great. And so it's like, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I should keep them because they have this sound. And then there's a part of me that's like, are you going to gig that amp? Are you going to actually take that amp out and play it? Because if not, why do you have it?
1: Well, like the great Danny Gatton, I think uh, I read once he said, because uh, he he played through one of those old basements, didn't have mm-hmm. reverb, right? And they're like, you don't have reverb on this. He's like, you played loud enough, you don't need reverb, you know. <laughs> of course, Danny played so loud, he melt your ears, you know. Apparently, I never got to see him live, but
0: yeah, I never saw him live. So, but yeah. So the other thing about effects on drums, though uh i've learned so much by watching that pedal show and watching Nick over there and like the stuff he does on drums oh, that great. i've yeah. learned that rat on a snare drum sounds amazing, huh. so you may have to give that a try
1: um uh, i'll try that <laughs> okay yeah,
0: <laughs> just put some grit on a snare drum well you know back at my my undergraduate degree was uh in music and audio engineering I did like a split degree, right I did way more music way less audio engineering cuz I actually learned in the process of working on a degree in audio engineering that ah, this is going to sound so awful. I hate working with other musicians who have all these like weird ideas of the way things should be done and I'm like, "No, no. No, no, no. Stop. Stop. Microphone on the thing." Like they're like, "Well, I heard if you turn it the right direction on a full moon when the sun is like no, no, no. Stop. Just you sound like an
1: outstanding sound man.
0: Yeah. You know, I, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, look, I'm going to make the sound you give me sound better and louder. But please don't tell me about whatever it is that the witch doctor that you bought snake oil from tells you is the way that things work better. Like, so you I know, realized real quick, I'm quick,
1: like, I know it's, <laughs> it's awful. You know it I mean? is awful. They get, they get so, you know, anyways, I, I don't
0: yeah Everybody we get weird that. we get real weird and so it's one of those things it's like i i realized real quick that i was like i'm not gonna be able to do this for a living i don't so i <laughs> i took way more music classes and music theory and music history but
1: I i'll learned. tell you what a huge difference a good sound man makes though oh my gosh so many people don't even Ugh. i don't want to say they don't consider it a lot of bands can't afford a great sound man but,
2: yeah that's true
1: and i was at a show uh tribute show a friend of mine passed away a couple years ago and uh we have a, an annual concert for him and uh the sound man there was just fantastic i mean he just he made everybody sound so just so great yeah i, I don't know i don't want to go on a tangent on that but man what a, a great sound man is. It makes sense. It's unexplainable. Uh, And
0: honestly, uh, my barrier for good sound man is so low at this point because (laughs) the, what I've gotten in the past, I'm like, is he looking at me when I ask for more monitor? Like Mm -hmm. if, if they're just looking my direction or is he at the bar, like just chatting away, like, as long as he's right. actually looking at me, hey, you're a good sound man. I don't care what your ears yeah. are. <laughs>
1: you're at least paying attention to. Hey,
2: yes. turn up the mic, hey. You know, yes. or just <laughs> didn't have constant feedback on stage the whole show. Like I'll set the bar just that low. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: I've had the, I've seen those guys too, man. Oh, just atrocious. They shouldn't even be near controls. No. You know what I mean, like. And and any as someone who's I,
0: who's been a sound guy, I used to be. I was a sound mm-hmm. guy at a place called Ground Zero Blues Club. It's in Clarksdale. Uh If people okay. have heard of it, it's because Morgan Freeman was a, a part owner at one point. Wow. I don't know if he wow. still is. I need to check into that. But um, and that's the that's the bar I've played the most over the years too, because it's my hometown bar. But hometown like, bar, yeah. yeah, I'd have um, I'd have guys in there who are, if so, you guitar players, listeners, those of you that are so hard on sound guys you should be a sound guy for a couple of nights and also deal with guitar players. And like, I'd have these guys in who don't get me wrong. I love them. They're great guitar players. Some of them, if I said names, you might even know who they are, but I'd have them in. And I'm like, guys, this is like, this club holds like 175 people. Like, this is a tiny place. I'm going to need you You to yeah, take your twin off of 10, please. For the (laughs) love of God, turn it down. I, it's not that I don't want you to sound good. I do. I want you to sound amazing. But you're hurting me. And I can't. I literally can't get the monitor louder so that you can hear your vocal. It's not possible. Like, I'm I'm already cranking everything. It, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, guitar players, be mildly considerate of your sound people. Uh, you'll know the bad ones. Trust me, you'll know the bad ones. But mm-hmm. it's like I, I'm not telling will you to make
1: be you sound better than you ever have before. I mean That's it. Hundred percent. It's, it's 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 really unbelievable. I mean, what a, a quality sound person can, can do for you, you know. And uh yeah. Anyways.
0: I had I had uh sorry, Riley, I had um I had uh, Jesse from Twenty Nine Pedals on the podcast a few weeks ago. And oh, nice. uh he um he's also a drummer, uh audio engineer, has great ears. We got to talking about the way people mic drums and the whole like putting it in the hole rather than just micing the head. And it's like, look, get back it up. The hole does not mean you have to put the mic there. The 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 eighties taught you that. That's not right. <laughs> like, get it where it sounds the best. Uh we've had this conversation about about live sound engineering, and it's like I watch way too many engineers uh, get on stage. They flash their light in the in the cabinet, and they figure out where the cone is, and they point the microphone exactly where they think it sounds best. But not once do they listen to it. Like they're like, "Oh, this amp sounds best like this," because this is how I mic every cabinet and every guitar player, regardless of what they sound like. Stop! Please use your ears to listen to something. He said he had a really good point, And I wish I had I wish I had known this when I was doing this more for a living. I did the same thing he was talking about. He said, I wish they would stop sound checking the individual instrument. Like don't get up there and just hit the bass drum and then just hit the snare drum. He said, if they're gonna do it right, what they ought to do is get the whole band up there and tell them to just jam, play something, and let me get levels. Because that's what it's going to sound like. Because, Pete, you've probably dealt with it a ton. You get up there to play guitar. You play a couple of notes, and the sound guy, before the band has even started playing, it's like, yeah, you're going to have to turn down.
1: Yeah, you hear How that you all the know? time. I agree with that. You know, on, on, on some of that, you know, it's like a, you know, one, two, three, check. Okay, yeah, the microphone does work. But, you know... Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I always thought, why didn't the whole band play and you just dial it in off that? You know what I mean. Uh, but I'm yeah. not a sound guy, so uh, yeah. But, it, but well, I agree with it, you more, it's okay, you know.
0: It's it's a thankless job, and uh, <laughs> it, it's like it's like it's like being an umpire in baseball. When you're good at it, everybody hates you anyway. When you're or bad it at it, you. When, yeah. When or it you're doesn't good notice at you at
1: baseball? You're not noticed. You know? Yeah.
0: Or, but if you're bad at it, everybody hates you anyway. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> it
1: just is what it is. You know, I'm a baseball fan, so some of them yeah, you know, to be I
0: know. I, I love baseball, <laughs> and I but realize, a lot of good things. Like yeah, I realize listeners that you not all of you are into baseball. It's fine. Just look up Angel Hernandez; you'll understand. Um,
1: Who gets oh, rated that, high all the time? By the way, I didn't think we mm-hmm. talk about baseball here, but
0: no, you know, why? I'm not going to go way down this rabbit hole, but why? I've, I watched a guy strike out, a strike out on three straight balls. I don't understand. Anyway, I digress. We're going to come back. We're going to come back to music before I get really worked up because we're yeah, getting close say, to postseason that's baseball that's and postseason. Show. Yeah, I tell, I tell my I, I have friends who are really into baseball, like really, really, really into baseball, and I'm like, yeah. look, I love baseball, but I watch mm-hmm. for the first week of the opening of the season, and then I start paying attention again at the end of September. Because that season's way too effing long. Mm-hmm. One hundred and eighty. Nobody should play like one hundred and sixty-two game.
1: That's for sure, and that's the yeah. last baseball thing I'll say.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. I, I I digress. So I've been super pumped to to dive into this pedal and play it. I'm I can't wait to get my tape lay out and try it out because the the other thing is just the pure and simple maintenance of it. I think Ryan on demos on the dark mentioned it he's like yeah he said i have an echoplex but it's in the shop because it's always in the shop <laughs> right.
2: he, he did say that on his demo yeah. i thought that was pretty i cool.
1: really like that guy's videos too i've only checked out a few of them and uh man his tone is beautiful on his videos i don't know you video guys i don't know how you, you guys get all this uh, dialed in so
0: well, I'm, I'm still learning band. it so
1: whether he plays through one of those ox you know boxes or whatever i'm sure he does but man his tone is killer yeah
0: great i i have to i have um, the captor x i like it a lot um mm-hmm. yeah ryan i've had him on the podcast super great guy great tone but like uh i really watched his demo uh, a bunch on the gecko plex to figure out how he was using the uh, shape knob uh, or shift knob sorry shape yeah
1: you know what uh, riley sorry. i don't i don't I'm not even sure I knew he made one yet. I think we talked about it. That he was going to, but I'm not sure I've seen it yet. Yeah, I've seen Mike ones, and I've seen Andy's. Yeah, but I'll have to look. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, yeah, and, I did one too.
2: It was a great video.
0: And, and hmm. so it was. It was one of those things where it's like, so this is where we talk about this because this is unpopular to talk about. But it's like some people see it and they think, oh, expensive pedal. It is expensive. There's a lot of work, y'all. So if you you if you held this thing, and you played it. You'd understand. There's a ton of work. Um, it's big. It. I'm gonna use air quotes, listeners. It does one sound. All y'all stop that shit. Because how many of you own 17 drive pedals that all just sound like a tube screamer? I'm just gonna stop there. Um, I I had a revelation recently. I had a buddy of mine, Scott, loaned me a bunch of pedals that I didn't have. Had never played through a bunch of drive pedals. And I started plugging them in. I'd play a few things. And I was like, okay. I swapped the pedal. I was like, did I swap the pedal? And then I plugged in another one and played. I was like, did I swap the pedal? Because it was like, y- y- all of y'all play one sound anyway. So stop. Um, sorry, that's that's my saltiness for the day. I'm done. I'm better now. Anger's gone. Um, but it's So you, you get this thing it's 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 expensive it's big it does one thing but you know what when it came out i i noticed a whole bunch of youtubers had it in their best of twenty twenty one list i've noticed uh more and more people talking about it um and i i've been it's one of those things where as a youtuber or bad youtuber because I don't put stuff out on youtube enough I don't trust YouTubers. I need to hear it for myself. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know? I get it. Um, and I just having played it the last few days, I, I'm pretty much sold on it. I need to compare it to my actual unit. But there's, like, there's a part of me that's like, I could maybe sell my tape delay and not use it anymore. Because the idea of keeping that thing taped it, for the next X number of years sounds awful. Huh. Yeah, so, I've had a
2: ton of guys that bought one, pretty much just because they were tired of servicing their tape machine. Um,
1: and guess what? It's not
2: that big,
1: in my opinion. If you're I, working with some one of these tiny little no. micro pedal boards, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I in, mean, it's in smaller it. Smaller yeah. than a, a deluxe Memory Man, and those things are, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. We're to less, me, less it's lighter. kind of like uh, three of the smaller pedals, you know, together, you know, and you basically only need one delay with this unit. I mean, for sure. And yeah. No, especially because presets, cause that's the big deal things. I mean, and uh, I mean, for sure, if it's too big for you, you know, you don't have to get one, but I, I think it. if you want something as close to a, a, a real echo plex, uh, that will actually fit on your pedal board. I mean, try to put an echo plex on there. Let me know what you think, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, real
0: talk you or, might, or,
1: I, I, I think it's perfect. You know, I, have an old trailer trash board. I mean, it's probably, I don't know, you, you know, if you remember those, but it's not, I, that's a company I haven't I, heard it, in a while. It's huge, huge, long rectangle suitcase. You know, I don't need 10 billion things, you know, for forever. I've used an overdrive, a wall, a phase pedal, you know, and uh, my Echoplex, of course I use this, you know, now yeah. and then, uh, Sometimes I use a compressor, but very rarely I usually use, uh, some kind of boost and the most important pedal, a tuner, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I think,
0: that I, I think that makes a ton play. of sense. And so I've been super, super pumped to check it out. I'm super pumped to play a little more, get some, get some videos done. Uh, I've got to get through a work thing. That's got to get me through October, but October is, is coming listeners. We'll get more consistent after October. Uh, I, Uh, y'all don't want to hear about my real life job. Yeah, but it's stressful right now. I'm getting through it. Um, so, uh, I'm super pumped to check it out. I think other, I think my listeners should check it out. I think if you haven't, go check out some demos. There's a bunch out there. Uh, like we've mentioned, there's the Ryan from Demos in the Dark. There's the Andy, Andy Demos, I think is what he goes by now on YouTube. Yeah. uh... Andy Martin. Mm hmm. Uh,
1: first, formerly uh, pro guitar Japan. shop
0: as I found him.
1: Right. You know, and if anybody is into to gear and I mean, I'm not everybody's as old as I am, but I remember when that came out and uh, I always loved his videos. You know what I mean? He was like the first one. And I tell Riley, I said, Hey, I don't, I don't remember his last name, you know, but I was like, there's this guy, Andy. And I was like, I think he lives in Portland and he used to do these great videos, you know? And uh, Riley reaches out to him, and I don't know the man personally, but fortunately, uh, Riley knows him. He's
0: he's a bonkers uh, player. It doesn't make any sense to me. He doesn't use a pick.
1: I mean, he plays with his fingers. Super tasty player, but, you know, he was the first guy ever to come out with those, like, hey, this is what this... You know, before you had to go down to Guitar Center or wherever, and, well, I I, want to try this, or I want to try that, and you didn't really want to, you weren't in your own atmosphere to feel comfortable enough or to play through it long enough or whatever. Do, so, do you, you remember when you could, I mean, rolling pedal, you know? Do
0: you Go remember ahead. when you had to get a CD of sounds from a company or oh, in yeah. a magazine to
1: hear what pedals yeah, sounded like? Magazines, yeah, they would play, totally. you know, you put them on your little, you know, and it's just like, I, I've got this great Fender book uh, about Fender amps, and I think it's Greg Cock in there, and he narrates this whole what uh, and he goes through every era it, but it's a cd in the back and you would put it in and you'd be like hey this is what a 67 you know or whatever, super you know uh not a 67 but the old super yeah, yeah, before yeah. they became super reverbs you know what oh, i mean yeah, yeah. the super amps and stuff but the, he went through everything hey this one old champ sounds like so he'd it was great you know but it was the closest thing you had instead of spending you know
0: yeah and i thousands. see i i learned i i took up guitar in uh 99 senior in high school and so it was it was late mm-hmm. for me and so i got like the very beginning of the whole like youtube thing
1: and sure, then right. then
0: then ignored it entirely it was just that's what it was it was I, it's almost become
1: a lot now you know there's so much to choose from to view it's almost too much you know yeah
0: so uh, social but, media in general has started to become too much for me but that's a whole other ball game to talk about it
2: yeah, there's I don't really that's a conversation in itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, no doubt.
2: No doubt,
1: you know. But yeah, I think it's... a lot of the guys that are producing videos of Riley's Pedal, you know, are, have done a fantastic job, you know.
2: They're yeah. great. Some of those guys,
1: I just, I I really love uh, Mike Herman from Pop It to the Chemist. Man, that guy is fantastic. I love his flow and the way he plays. I don't know him. I have never seen that band but just off these videos and the way, I mean, his demos alone, but if you look up, uh, like pop into the chemist and some of these guys, man, just beautiful tone, beautiful musicianship, just the the flow of it. You know, I come from like the jam band where I love all music, you know, but, you know, uh, but man, that guy is just special, you know? And and, uh, uh, anyways, I, I just think a lot of these, demo folks you know have yeah. done a fantastic job with the, the gecko books you know and riley's probably, you know i think well, tell you well.
0: what that that wow. may be a conversation that we need to continue over on the inst- uh, instagram oh my gosh brain <laughs> <Tell us. laughs> over on the patreon portion of the podcast so listeners uh want to thank y'all for hanging out with us thank you for listening thank you for all of the support you give remember to go over to all of the social media things while i'm ranting about social media uh Instagram, Facebook, Discord if you're into it. You can find all the links below. Uh you can also find the links for the website and the link tree that'll give you all the other links. You know, uh hey, hey, I heard you like links. So I put links in the links. It's stupid. Um so appreciate y'all hanging out. Go over to patreon.com slash 40Watt podcast uh where you can uh support this podcast and get extra content like the episode we're about to record um right after we follow up with this. In the meantime, Pete, Riley, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate y'all.
2: Thank you, Philip. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah. Uh, And listeners, until next time we meet, uh, remember, be good to yourselves, be kind to each other, and make some noise. This episode is brought to you by the supporters of 40 Watt Podcast over on Patreon. Go over to patreon.com 40 Watt Podcast, where for as little as $3 per month, you can help support the podcast and get every episode ad-free. For $5 a month, you'll get every episode ad-free as well as a bonus episode every week. I can't overstate how thankful I am for the support of my patrons and hope you'll consider joining the team and helping keep this show on the road.